Jamie Beebe, one of the most successful true crime podcast people in the land. She's got two awesome shows. One's called The Last Trip, which details everyone's last trip that they would have taken around the world and the mystery surrounding their disappearance. She's got Strictly Stalking, which is an incredible podcast about the perspective from people who have been stalked and how they dealt with it. She's a casting director in Hollywood. What's that like? She travels the world almost on a monthly basis, and she's got a bikini company called The Boyfriend Bikini, which is blowing up the internet as one of the most successful online bikinis. It's very cool. And she stops by today to talk all about it. Jamie Beebe, welcome to Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I caught you on one of these rare moments when you're home. Is this the case? You did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, actually home. That's crazy. How much travel do you do in a year right now? What would you say is your is your travel um, schedule? I try to hit like a new country a month if I can. Um, I don't usually go to the same places over and over other than like Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii and like Mexico, but I try to hit like different parts of Mexico, different islands in Hawaii, but they're close to me and they're warm, so I have a tendency to just slip in there for a weekend when I can. Uh, Hawaii. I mean, were you? Did you spend all like time in uh, in that area, and then were affected emotionally by all the tragedy down there, or did you actually go to all, yeah, the, all the other islands? No, I've spent a lot of time in Maui and um, in Lahaina, which is, you know, pretty devastated by the fires. And my best friend lives in Maui, which is why I've spent so much time there. Um, and I was so worried about her during the fires. And, you know, she knew a lot of people that, um, you know, were unfortunately killed during the fires or lost everything. And so it's it's really, really sad. Yeah, I've I've only been to the Big Island, uh, but I have friends that go often, and uh, certainly the pics that you put up from there look uh, glorious as a as a spot to hang out. So I'm glad that it's kind of getting its its uh, tourism back, and some people are starting to make their way back, and hopefully it'll get back uh, to uh, an incredible place uh, sooner than later. So, uh, yeah. but as mentioned, you travel a lot, you're doing a lot of things. This is Jamie Beebe. She is a host of two really awesome uh, podcast uh, one called strictly stalking and the other one called the last trip and she's also the creator of the boyfriend bikini company which is incredible and that happens to be you on the cover there which is, uh, it is. some great promotion there as well and so we got <laughs> lots to talk about uh today um and uh you know your insta is really busy there's just lots going on with you jamie so why don't we start this thing off properly and tell everybody what do you do <laughs> I do everything I can. Um, I have two podcasts, like you said. I have um, Strictly Stalking, which I started first in January of 2020. And then um, more recently, I started my second podcast, The Last Trip, in November of 2023. <laughs> like, what year are we in? Um, and in between that, I started a bikini company and I also wrote a children's book, but I don't, it's probably not really for children, but I did that too. Um, <laughs> what, what wasn't it about children? Well, I don't have kids and I really don't like know much about them. I haven't sure. really ever, it's not my thing, um, which I know whatever, but it's just not, you know, like they're, they're cool from far away or, you know, not on my flight, not on, you know, that kind gotcha. of thing. But, um, yeah, so I wrote, I, I was learning, um, mid journey 
and um, I wanted to figure it all out. So I'm like, well, I'm, if I'm learning this, I might as well do something with it. So I wrote a book like using illustrations from Midjourney, and it's hilarious. But I thought it was like a cute children's book. And my friends that have children were like, no, like this should never be around children. And uh, it's funny, like, like my hairdresser bought it, which I had no idea about until I went in to get my hair done. And I was like, is, is that my, my book? Like, were you one of the five people on Amazon that bought my book? And she was. And she said that, like, everybody reads it. Everybody loves it. But it's definitely not for children. It's I, you know, wrote it with my dog and it's called The Great Daddy Hunt. And it's where, like, my dog goes around the neighborhood and tries to find a dad. And like, <laughs> he does find one and, and then like we get married and we go on this great honeymoon. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it probably isn't for kids. I thought it was cute, but it might be more adult driven. The, uh, okay. So you don't have kids, but so when you're on a, <laughs> when, you, when you decide to write a kid's book, which is just go for it anyways. Like, I mean, we can all be four and eight and 10 when, when we need to be called on to do it. I mean, we don't want to grow up. We get, we get, we age, yeah. but it doesn't mean we want to grow up. Um, however, when booking your travel and booking some things and flights and particular things, do you have sort of a, are you on the no kid lookout zone? Okay. I'm not going there. If it's heavily with families, it's what is it? March break. I'm not going there at that uh, point. Um, you know, most of the trips that I take aren't really where families would go anyway. Right. I feel like I'm not going to resorts. I'm not like that. I'm, I'm backpacking, you know, somewhere far away or I'm like, you know, and I, I prefer to stay in, you know, Airbnbs or hostels or things like that, because I usually travel solo. So it's a better way to like meet people. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of like the back road traveler. <laughs> Tell me about the, the pods. So, um, there's, I mean, it's hard enough maintaining one podcast as this one is, I'm, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. weekly thing. Uh, mine is more, obviously I do a, a lot of video and, and stuff. Cause I just feel like we, got to double down on all this micro content all the time but you're in a space of um true crime and it's fascinating to me that space because it is absolutely ginormous that space which it is so you know i think both of them touch on it but where do you want to start first like you you started with strictly stalking which is doing really really great for you um and I'm I am very intrigued by by this show. So, um, how does yeah. you know th this isn't necessarily on the on the did portion yet about how you pulled it together? But <laughs> tell me about the show, but what this actual show covers. So it's we interview um, survivors of stalkers, and so um, you know there's a lot of people that don't survive uh, stalking. Uh, people have said it's kind of a form of slow murder, unfortunately. And since it's not something that's really talked about, in fact, when I started the podcast, I wasn't really sure. I'm like, what's stalking? Like, is it even really a good, you know, a crime? Like what's happening? Um, and as soon as I started looking into it and, <laughs> and researching it, um, I realized like this needs so much more awareness. Like the police, the laws are not understanding what stalking is. Like it's, it's a whole thing. So we interviewed the victims of stalkers in order to kind of create that awareness and to give them a plat to give them a platform in order to, um, you know, tell their story because so often people 
kind of like put it down. They're like, oh, well, you're stalked because you're pretty. Like, it's fine. It should, you know, you should be okay with that or whatever. Or they make people kind of feel like ashamed of being stalked, which is totally crazy to blame the victim. Um, Or they're not believed a lot of times too, which is, you know, stalking is, it's a pattern that you have to prove. It's, it's just kind of such a weird crime. (laughs) And in the discovery of, of putting that show together, you're obviously learning as it goes yeah. now, um, do you do you have experience in in this space? Like, I mean, especially even now, like, or has it come since you started the pod, or or the fact that you 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 are your own model uh, on on your 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 website, and and I'm just saying that can that can attract <laughs> a certain certain type of of person. So I'm curious, like, since you started that, if if you've now got experience with it, or you've had to no, I. I've never had a stalker, um, thankfully. And, you know, it's interesting, like what you say, what you said about, you know, now that I'm my own model, like I'm putting myself out there more. So would I have a stalker? The answer to that would be kind of like yes and no, because anybody can be stalked at any time by anyone. Like people, there's people that are stalked by their parents, like as they (laughs) age, like there's people that are stalked by family members, significant others. I mean, anybody. Um, and you know, if you are putting yourself out there more, especially with social media and stuff like that, there is obviously like a greater chance of just more people seeing you. And then, you know, more people means more mentally ill people, like you yeah. know, that would see you. But, um, but no, I haven't had any experience in stalking. Your the inbox must be, um, must be blowing up though, because you're covering a, a subject that, as you mentioned, it can be ignored, but also like, uh, you must get tons of cases. Like, I mean, how are you going to balance through them all to, to talk about them? Or I guess it just gives you more content and tons of things to be able to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of people that come forward and tell their story. I'm one out of three women. And I think one out of six men in their lifetime will be stalked or have been stalked or are currently being stalked. Um, and so there are a lot of people that are being stalked, but you know, it's one of those crimes that it's really scary to talk about and to come forward because most of the time your stalker doesn't just go away. <laughs> you know, they, if, in order for them to stop stalking, they're either in prison, dead, or they've moved on to someone else. And mm-hmm. neither of those options, and none of those options are good. Um, and so a lot of people don't want to come forward because their stalker is still out there, which, you know, we totally understand. A lot of people do come forward anonymously and tell their story um, for safety because their stalker mm-hmm. is still out there. And you know, so there's, it, it is difficult to find people that want to talk about it. But at the same time, a lot of people that do come out and talk about it, they feel better about, you know, being able to tell their story and help other people. And also a lot of those people that have been socked, they be, start becoming advocates for other people because there's just, it's so hard for people to stand up for themselves against their stalker and to like be that squeaky wheel at the police station every day being like, and then this happened and then yeah. this happened. You know, it's it's not like one of those crimes where like, okay, this person came and stabbed me, now arrest them. You know, it's it's it happens over time and it's so crazy about like that. You have a second pod, the last mm-hmm. trip. Um, dive into a little bit about that. This is a, a very intriguing one as well. I, I mean, <laughs> this space is incredible and you must be fascinated with this space as well. Yeah, I mean, that one kind of came about because I love traveling so much and I love true crime. So what I was doing when I would book my trips, I'd be like, oh, I wonder like 
who, you know, if there's a missing person here, like I'll keep my eyes open or like, is there a crazy murder here? Yeah. So I would be research doing all this research before my trips anyway. So I'm like, if I'm looking at this and doing this, like somebody else out there must think this is interesting too. At least sure. I hope that's kind of how I do all my things is like, if I think it's cool, then I mean, like, I'm not that unique. Like there's other people that are going to think the way that I think, I hope. Uh, so if I think it's cool, then I'll do it because somebody else will hopefully think it's cool too. Um, so yeah, I, I research cases of missing and murdered people that were on vacation and traveling. Um, and then that's, you know, I, I do more than just the crime case. You know, I like to talk about the place that they went missing or murdered yeah. at, um, you know, and tell like cool stuff to go there. I've been to a lot of the places or, you know, give tips about what to do or not to do if you're there and how to stay alive, stay safe on vacation. Well, or in just in business and travel. I mean, holy moly, I've, <laughs> exactly. been to some, I've been to some wonderful places in the world, but I've also been uh you know i i had my own experience in barcelona years ago on tour really? with, with um uh with a, with a group with, with a band an artist and we were all we all did like an artist dinner and and we were walking away from the um uh the restaurant and one of the people had fallen back and was just on their phone mm -hmm. and there's sort of you know there's rules going into some of these places where it's like hey you gotta keep an eye out or yeah. whatever gotta keep an eye on the political scene etc and um and we just heard this yell and we look back and it might have only been maybe 50 meters or something behind us. And that person had already been beaten up, robbed, passport taken, and they were a bloody mess. And it was just yeah. like that. And people don't, they just look at the building and look at this and they just get caught up in the scenery of the of, of where they are in the world, as romantic as it is or as wonderful it is. And then there's this underlying thing in every single city, not just in Barcelona or or Mexico or anything. It's in New York. It's in LA. It's in Toronto. It's, it's all yeah. over the place, but, but wow, you know, people really got to be careful out there. So I think, I think that's going to be extremely in, informative, uh, listen for, for people. Is that Yeah. And you know, different places have kind of like different crimes that people should watch out for too. Like Barcelona is known for getting your stuff stolen, for getting robbed when you're walking down the street. Like I was there a couple months ago. I probably saw five people get robbed in the middle of the day, in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the street, but they were like holding their phone out and like doing, you know, things Touristy that stuff. I wouldn't, yeah, things that I wouldn't stuff. normally do. And somebody would just come by and boop, there's their phone, you know, or like put their bag on the back of a chair while they're eating. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Someone's going to come by and take it. You know, there's certain things that you have to think about. Whereas like Australia has very few robberies, um, Australia is like super safe in that way, but like there's other things to watch out for, you know, every single thing in the world will kill you down there in some capacity. It's great. I mean, a lot of that, but also like <laughs> most, most places that you're going to go in Australia, like you're not going to run into any of the no. wildlife that's going to kill you, but it's a, I would it's, want to, I would be like, I'm headed to the outback. I'm in the uh, bush. Like, of course I'm going to go want to like, where's the poisonous snake? Like, or the castle cassowary, the most dangerous bird in the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, there's some really cool Australia. stuff. I went down to Australia a couple of years ago and it was like I was just researching all the things that could kill you down there and you know, everything but the air. But, you know. Yeah. Well they're the number tenth um country for serial killers. We're we're number one in the United States. Hey. <laughs> so I mean, but you know, there's other things, but like robberies and stuff, um yeah. like that aren't are, are pretty rare in Australia, but like if you 
leave your stuff in an expensive expensive hotel room or a hostel. Like, you might get your stuff stolen there, but, you know, it's every state or every country kind of has, like, their different crimes to watch out for. It's kind of cool. I I noticed you got an IMDb, uh, a casting director side of things. Are you still doing that? Do you have any time to do that? Yeah, and what's that that space like? Yeah. Well, you know, I worked as a casting director for a very long time, and I did really well, and I really, you know, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, And I kind of, I mean, like the whole industry kind of shut down (laughs) during COVID, Um, which is when I started my first podcast because I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm either going to, you know, sit in my house and drink or I'm going to work and make money and, you know, live my best life. So I chose that. Um to work not, not yeah yeah um <laughs> but you know a lot of people did though <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i wasn't doing any casting really at that time not as much anyway and so when i started doing other projects i was like you know i really need to hit like the more creative side of things and like just do what only what makes me happy um and so i still do casting but i choose cool things like things that are cool to me or like producers that I've worked with before that I really like to work with so I am busy doing casting still but I don't take like random stuff that I wouldn't want to watch if that makes sense like I have a little bit more um you know leeway in what I want to do I've got casting people in my life and it's a fascinating space I could do a whole episode just on that (laughs) so it's it's really cool uh, because you got to get you know it's it's amazing when you get it right and uh, I love listening yeah. to um, there's a couple of pods like when they were talking, uh, the talking Sopranos was great because Michael would um, Imperioli would break down, you know, uh, Sheila Jaffe and like kind of break down the process of how yeah. they casted people. And then you listen to like the rewatchables uh, with Bill Simmons and they, they'd break down movies and sort of who was supposed to be cast and who didn't. It's just fascinating to me when it when it's right. And then when people suggest somebody else that was supposed to play that role, you're like, I don't. I don't even know, you know, like it's the 25th anniversary of the Sopranos right now. And it's like, oh, Artie was supposed to be Tony. It's like, I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. You yeah, know I mean, I mean you this, get, especially you know, once you've watched it, you just get yeah. used to seeing that person as that person. It's amazing. It's a, and, and I, I one casting question for you, because uh, we got lots to cover. But um, yeah. what about what's the advice on, on, a, on a character that might have had a legacy kind of show and everyone knows them as that person. And then they've got to completely reinvent themselves onto a new, a new thing. And, um, some people can do it well, but then I look at like uh, Jason Alexander, who's is obviously was George on Costanza, but anything he tried to do after that, it was just like, well, there's George and he could, could, did, could never really get out of it, even though he's a big Broadway guy. There's some people yeah. that just can switch over and people will accept them maybe Kiefer Sutherland, something like that. People just accept them in that new space uh, no matter what they're doing. And then there's others that are like, I don't want to see them play anybody else but that character. How do you how do you pass that on to your clients and say, you know? You, you, I mean, I think different. that, I actually think that that has a lot to do with agents and managers. Um, and I don't know if what I'm going to say is what, how other people feel. But I think once you've done this like character after role, I think if you want to go outside of the box, you might have to take just some totally different set. Like if you're known for doing comedy and you're amazing at comedy um, and you think that you can do some horror film or drama or whatever it is that you want to do, um, you know, leading man in a, in a thriller, let's say, and you've been doing comedy and you're kind of a character actor, um, you know, you might have to take something that 
is more indie on the indie level to prove not to prove but like to show that you can you yeah. know, do this other style or something and i think a lot of times agents and managers once you've made this big name for yourself doing this one thing they're like cool the money's coming in like let's just hit it hit it hit it and if that's not what your heart is then like don't do it like it's life isn't always just about like the next dollar like you might be the best leading thriller man in the world and you've been doing this comedy that you're not into so like go do it you might have to kind of rework your your way of doing it or write your own script do your own thing you know i mean mm -hmm. there's so many ways like if you want this thing up here there's like a million little paths to get there like just pick one and do it and if it doesn't work then just go pick the other one like there's a solution in? to everything how do you fit it in to your schedule how do you fit it in your schedule you personally how do you fit in oh. that on top of it you know um honestly i i quit drinking like a year ago um and i wasn't really drinking a lot before that uh, nice. i wasn't really drinking too much before that to be honest it just wasn't but i was drinking enough to where like on a drinking night with my friends like i would you know we do happy hour like five o'clock i'd be drinking an out just like doing nothing with my life from like sure. five to what two or whatever and then i'm not waking up again until like 10 a.m 11 you know and I'm, then I'm slow and i'm like this cannot be my life like they're i'm wasting just so many hours doing drinking like it seems so pointless um so yeah so i quit doing that <laughs> um it really adds, adds hours to the day it does you know and i also i don't date i haven't dated i i won't say i don't date i would like to i haven't dated i've been single for four years um okay. and i also took like the last couple of years off of dating i've tried i've given it a good shot but again like it's just not working for me where I want it to work. So I just kind of keep putting it on the back burner. And if you're not drinking and you're not dating, like there's literally 24 hours in the day. <laughs> that you got to fill. I know it's, so it's, it's so creative. It's, it's almost like a, uh, how do I explain? Or how do I say it? it's, it's almost like one of those things now where it really sets you up to date next because you, you've built all this stuff and it's like, Hey man, you got to fit within what I got going on. I got two pods, like, you know, this bikini company's about to blow up and, and, and take over the world. And there's this, like, you've got to fit into this space in LA. Yeah. I would imagine that that would be like equally hard on both sides because the people uh, over on that, on the other side are like, well, no, no, you got to fit in my space. You got to fit in my space because I'm acting or I'm doing this and I've got that. And you, so the balance must be crazy. So, uh, yeah, just travel and forget it all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I found dating in L.A. is just super hard because I think that the or, uh, the men that I'm meeting, I guess, like they put women in like this box. Like, this is what you do. This is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, somebody told me recently, like, that I don't that I'm not the type of person to compromise. I'm like, right, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to compromise my boundaries, my values, my goals, like none of that. And it was actually a very, a, a dating coach told me that. And she's like, well, you have to compromise. You have to settle. I'm like, do not use the word settle around me. Like, I have my dog. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I hang out with my friends. Like, 
I don't have any stress, like any man stress in my life. So I'm not sure why I would, you know, change that. So yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to compromise. So I guess that's what you're supposed to do in LA is like compromise and settle if you're a girl. I think LA is just, LA is where you put your head down, but you, you yeah. like, you're traveling and as a, as, yeah. you know, there's Amsterdam. I think we were in Amsterdam at the same time. If really? I recall, I was very close to, yeah, you were, maybe they were old photos you were posting but i think they were pretty no close at the I, time. we I didn't know each other then but we were ago. we were trying to set up this this interview for a couple months now and i just our yeah. schedules have been a little wacky so um uh so all right let's get into the did portion of it uh because we've there's just a lot to cover here <laughs> how did you do it let's start with um let's start with the bikini side of things considering we're, we're, we're on the uh oh. the subject of men and and breaking <laughs> up and and, yeah. and all that side of it so the name of the company that you've created is called the boyfriend bikini. Yeah. Uh, it says, read the caption to find out, but let's call it, let me ask you, why did you name the company, the boyfriend bikini? Okay. So I had been in a horrible relationship, um, with the, you know, narcissist abusive, uh, you know, domestic violence, the whole thing for a long time. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to leave relationship like that for a lot of reasons that I won't get into, but I finally did leave. Um, I escaped that, February 14th, 2020. I think about what year. Uh, so it'll be four years. Um, on this, Valentine's this Day. Valentine. Yeah. My, wow. my favorite day uh, now. <laughs> my favorite day now. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, when I left that, you know, and then COVID happened, like immediately yeah. after that. And I launched my first podcast. Like all this stuff just kind of like it, my mom got um, diagnosed with Parkinson's. Like everything happens like in this two month time span of my life. And it was nuts. Um, and so I kind of like just step, I mean, I didn't have much of a choice other than to step back because it's also COVID. So I was like locked down by myself in my house. I was alone for like the first time. And you know what? It was so amazing. It was like the mm -hmm. best thing in my life. It took a minute, you know, to be like, wait, I can just do whatever I want like this. Life is so great. So I made this list and it's so big. It's probably, there's probably a thousand things on there of everything I want to do because this person had been like holding me back um, a lot. Mm -hmm. So I made this huge list and there's like dumb things on there. There's all kinds of things. Like <laughs> one of which I did uh, this summer, I was in a blueberry pie eating contest. <laughs> it was on my list. And I saw the opportunity. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I no, you can swear. Um, I mean, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I can do it. Um, I did lose to like this 16 year old boy. I swear he was like practicing beforehand because I thought I was doing really well. Also, like, it was gross. Don't ever, like, I don't want to say it, don't do a blueberry pie eating contest, <laughs> but oh my God. Did you research like, was, Stand By Me before that? I, you know, I love that movie. <laughs> I, know. Um, I mean, I would have done any kind of pie, but yeah, so I made this huge long list. And I mean, it's, you know, jump out of a plane and swim with sharks, but it's mm. also like little things, you know, like go see every museum in LA, like all this stuff. So, um, and one of those things was to start a bikini company. Cause I had, it was one of the things that has just been on my mind forever and ever. Um, and I was really excited. So when I started it, I named it the boyfriend bikini because it was something that my ex was always like, Oh, you're dumb. Like you can't do that. Whatever. You know, he was, it was a horrible relationship. And so, and I was going to do it kind of in a negative way. Um, you know, and I, well, I was actually going to call it the ex-boyfriend, like, and be very, I was very negative about it. And I was talking to my friend and she's like, something that you wanted your whole, like for so many years, you've been talking about this and you want to name it like 
and be negative about it and put it in this negative space, like this thing you're looking forward to. I was like, wow, like you're right. And, you know, it kind of changed like my outlook on a lot of things. Like I don't want to put anything in a negative space. And I think Mm -hmm. like I have, I had thought like that for a long time. And so I turned it all around and I called the boyfriend bikini and I name each one after a positive male influence in my life um you know like there's one named after my dad and my brother my dog (laughs) my dog is a boy um you know and various other boyfriends that were great and you know friends the guy friends i've had um and it's and each one like comes with a little story uh about like the type of person that i named it after i don't actually name names although they all kind of know who they are sure um (laughs) and then you know part of the proceeds goes to the national coalition against domestic violence and that was kind of like my little way of saying fuck you to to my ex (laughs) rather than like basing this whole negative thing on this horrible relationship i had um so in that particular case when you uh before you launch it or as you launch it you make yourself the model that's also a fuck you which is like which is like hey you know uh, this isn't your, you know, and I, I, I want to word this correctly, <laughs> n- n- not in a possessive way, but it's kind of like, yeah. this isn't yours anymore. This is the, yeah. this is the world's now. Like I, I yeah. created well, he, this thing, you know, he you know? was very controlling when we were together. And so I didn't wear, you know, 99% of what I wear now. Um, <laughs> like he would be like, oh, you have to dress classy, which to him classy is like, I don't know, turtlenecks and like blazers and shit. And that's just not me. Like I want to just live in a bikini and crop tops. Uh, which is what I do now, um, every day, pretty much. I'm, I'm like bikini and crop top girl, you know, give me a pair of bell bottoms and a crop top. So yeah, I, I changed a lot. I changed everything. I just started living only for myself. Like I choose all my, I make all my own choices and it's only based on what I want. These are all the different ones you've got. Uh, I've kind of put it on the screen here, but you've got emotionally unavailable puppy love, <laughs> The little brother, daddy issues, the rock star, class clown, uh, Mr. Nice Guy, Mystery Man, Hubby in Law. It's great. Love Bomb, yeah. First Love, and The Fuck Boy, which uh, I'd imagine <laughs> is relatively you know, popular right now in the in, in this space. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's that guy it's, taught me a lot. I was going to say that guy taught me a lot. He's not a bad guy. Like, I know that term has kind of like bad connotations, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about a lot of things. Oh, not shit, man. And people just. <laughs> We're in a space now. Where people need to own, you know, own what they're into, and yeah. that's what it is. So there we go. Yeah. Um, good on you. Um, and so, and and as far as where the space is, like where you are now, and then you have to learn about the clothing market. Uh, is oh it, yeah, I was it, clueless. It's, it's strictly <laughs> is it strictly online business? Like, what's the the uh, the 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 premise here? What have you learned at this point? Uh, that's gonna uh, you know take it. Have you found it to be? Massively um, successful learned, right away, or, or was it grind? No, I mean, I've definitely sold quite a few, which is awesome. Um, I learned a lot. Like, I boobs are all different. <laughs> like, sure. I didn't really realize how different every every boob is. Like, it's crazy. I just figured, like, oh, if you're like if you're covering the nipples, like, it, you know, you just need something to cover the nipples, like, right? And and mm-hmm. no, like. Boobs are insane. There's so much insanity behind. They're all just completely different. So that was like my main takeaway from starting a bikini yeah. company. Um, did you but, did you do any prior research? Like speak to men and be like, how why different? Would I speak to how, men? No, how different are boobs? Well, because some if you've got someone that might be uh, uh, how do I explain uh, that, that 
relatively uh, promiscuous in a situation where it's like, tell me about the different boobs of women that you've been with. That's what I'm saying. You're 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 like you didn't you didn't know the different the different ones or whatever. No, I'm just saying it would be hilarious. I spoke to women about their boobs actually. Um, <laughs> no, I did. I, I reached out to a lot of my friends uh, because I mean they're all just you know like I said so different. And I'm like, hey, like can we all wear like the same type of top? And right. everyone was like, absolutely not. Um, so I just had to kind of make a choice, and so I just kind of built like my personal perfect bikini. Um, and I do think that theoretically it does and can fit anyone. It's whether you feel comfortable in it or not. It's very small. There's not much to it. It's, it's a very small bikini. Um, and that's kind of the point. Like I travel a lot and I'm just kind of like, well, I would rather wear like less. And in other countries, women's bodies, women's bodies are perceived differently in every single country. Like there's some countries I can walk down the street practically, you know, or yeah. be at the beach practically naked. No one cares. No one's going to look. And there's other countries where, you know, I'm fully clothed and people are still looking and, and it's a problem. So, you know, I just feel like do you, and, and if you can, you know, wear the least amount as possible, then do it. What kind of feedback are you getting though from, uh, you know, speaking to that point about the different, the different sizes and the different shapes and, and everything yeah. that has to fit into your product. Uh, obviously maybe we can get into the will, the, into the will side of it, where you want it to go, but what kind of feedback are you getting from women about this product saying it's perfect for me, but my best friend wants to try one and she needs one that's more like this. Yeah. You know? And you know, I I've gotten good and bad feedback like that. Like, Oh, like this will never fit me or like this fits perfect. I mean, I think that's just with anything. Like I can't sure. make every style, every size, everything. So I just chose one and like went for it. Um, yeah. and that, that's it. Like, and I, and I don't feel, I mean, I get it. Like, especially with bikinis, like there's, you can have a one piece, a two piece. Like, I think there's probably three or four pieces. I have no idea. Like there's everything under the sun is imaginable. So like, if you're looking for the type of bikini that like that, you know, it's simple, it's small, then get it, you know? And if not, then like, by all, you know, by all means, go find the one that you're looking for. Like I wear, I have like 300 different brands in my closet of bikinis because I love them. I love bikinis. I buy bikinis everywhere I go. So I'm not only just wearing mine, you know? Especially if you weren't allowed to wear them for a long time. <laughs> loving them, loving them like, like, and I just, and I'm sorry that you had to go through, um, this is my Canadian coming out. I'm sorry <laughs> that, uh, that you had to go through that. And uh, yeah, on, beha you know, on, on behalf it, of like, it sucks, but a lot of humans, women, a lot of women go through, you know, shitty things. A lot of people go through yeah. shitty relationships and shitty things. It's, it's what you do after, you know? Yeah. Well, you're certainly uh, rising and on the rise and doing, uh, amazing stuff, which, uh, you know, which uh, naturally takes us to what will you do next? So what's the plan here? What do you, what do you want to do with all of the stuff you've got? Going uh, on? I just want to do more and more. Um, like, like I said, I have this huge list, uh, this year I really plan to swim with great white sharks. It's like first, like, I just really want to do that. Um, <laughs> but on a business level, um, you know, I, we just revamped our Patreon for strictly stocking. So that's going to be a little bit more work with like personal, um, chats and like live reads or live things. I don't know. Like we're working it out. Like there's a bunch of new merchandise that we've been like working on so much stuff like that. Um, and the Patreon for my new podcast. So like, I'm kind of working on all that 
kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, just traveling. I want to do more with traveling see if I can't figure out another business adventure with the traveling somehow. Um, but yeah, I just have like this huge long list of like little things I want to do. Um, and most of it's kind of random or like things I want to see or, uh, you know, like I've never gone parasailing. Um, I want to sail a boat on my own. I want to learn to fly. Like there's so many things. It's not it, all adrenaline stuff, but no. But it's. I mean, you're you're keeping you're, you know, you're you're keeping busy, but you're also recreating uh, and rediscovering yourself. And, and I'm yeah. You know, well, really, I feel uh, like when I was you know. in my last relationship, like I really feel like I just lost seven years of my life, and they were seven years where like. I would have been, you know, I was in, I was at a great age where, you know, I mean, I'm still super healthy. Like I'm vegan and sober. Like, how can I not be healthy? But yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like I lost all those years. So I'm just, um, you know, good or bad. That's kind of, I'm trying to make up for that. I'm living every day as if I'm working back on that seven years that I lost. The, I, I mean, as, as mentioned, I, at New Year's, I crossed over five years of not drinking and my question to you, my, thank you very much. It's been a, been a journey especially in the music industry yeah. <laughs> trying to balance that but uh uh one year in uh my question about the so sober stuff and i won't stay on this for for too yeah, long but, I, no, uh, I love but, talking about it. but how are you feeling overall uh, about your decision and what what have you noticed uh, that has changed outside of gaining more time i'm so glad you asked um i love being sober i i love it and i love it and i love it um, everything is positive. Like I look amazing. <laughs> like all of a sudden I'm like, wait, like I'm not gaining and losing. Like I just look fantastic every day when I wake up, I feel better. Um, every, every part of my body is better. I'm just happier. I have, I'm wake up and I'm like, woo, another day. Like I could wake up at 5am and be like, all right, let's, let's jam it out. Or, mm -hmm. you know, or I can stay up late. I usually don't stay up late, <laughs> but all these things. And you know, they're the only I don't want to say like negative side effect, but the only thing I noticed was that I lost a lot of friends. Um, people stopped wanting to hang out with me. And that's because, um, you know, and, and I, I didn't quite understand why, but I think it's because there's like, I don't want to say shame in drinking, but I was partying a lot, like, you know, partying. I was going to bars every night with my friends and you know, everyone was waking up late and, and we would have these like kind of talks like, oh, I want to make a bikini company one day. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I'm like, no one's doing anything. We're just drinking and talking about it. Um, and I think when I quit drinking, people didn't know what to do with me. Like for a minute, I became like, oh, the friend that can drive you to the bar. And then I'm sitting at a bar just like bored out of my mind when everyone's drunk and I don't like that. And then I became like the hiking friend, like hiking's yeah. great, but like, I don't fucking want to hike every day. Like, no. I became like the Monday friend, like when you're kind of hungover and like, oh, I never want to drink again. I'll call Jamie and see what she's doing. And like, that's not the friend I want to be. Like I, mm -hmm. I can go to museums. I can go. I went out to the magic castle in Hollywood last night. Like there's so much more to life than drinking, but it can't, it is, it was really isolating at first. It was 
really, really isolating. It's unbelievable. I, I touched on it uh, last week when I came back out of the thing. I've, I, I did a, an, an episode dedicated to it, but uh, I've touched on it quite a lot over the time. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a whole separate episode I'll, I'll have you on for. Um, <laughs> I love talking about being we, sober. I love it so it. much. Because it is, it is uncomfortable for others because they don't necessarily... Uh, as you mentioned, know how to how to handle it, and and um, it also makes people face their own things. Going, it, yeah. oh man, she's so I don't know how she did it, and now I can't be around her because I'm a you know I just yeah, it's so tough. It's one it's, of my it, friends said it so makes tough. people on unco- it makes everyone uncomfortable when everyone's drinking and I'm not. Well, check this out. Like, there's, okay. a, there's, there's a new place that's uh, there's a new place here in Vancouver that just opened, and I I just did an episode with them, um, and it's a fully non-elk bar. And you go in and yeah, it's every single, every single product is pretty, pretty fun. And it was just a cool vibe. It set me up nicely for New Year's because I was going into New Year's a little bit stressed out because I was um, one thing that and I don't know if you uh, experienced this, but when in that first year, it's about days and then you hit the first year and then it's now it's a year. And so after a year, I stopped counting days. It was really about, there's the first year. Oh, now yeah. I'm just going to plug away to the second year. But the funny thing is, is when I got to, um, you know, October, November, I was like, shit, five years is coming. Now five now becomes like this new zero. Really? So I was sort of, well, for me, I was like, yeah. sort of, I was sort of minorly stressed yeah. out going into five going. So now what, because five, because 10 years seems like an eternity, just like when a day one, you know, one year seemed like an eternity and five years seemed like an eternity. Now at five, I, I've got crossed over five years. I actually went into New Year's a little bit stressed out about it where I was like, man, am I, do I have this? Can I go have a drink now? Can I wow. go through the process? <laughs> I, whatever. I was going through it in my head because there was yeah. just some, some things of like, have I brought the tools into my system to be able to work through it? And uh, it kind of stressed me out for, for a little bit. And it was that sober bar that actually put me into a good space. And then, and here we are. So, and, I, and, uh, and so congrats on, on one year for you, you. and, um, and, uh, you absolutely look fabulous. And, um, yeah, that's really what solidified the whole weight thing solidified it for me. Cause I would like drink and get kind of like, Oh, I feel gross. And I look back and then I would like not drink and not eat, which is like super dumb and not healthy. And now I'm just like, I can just, I mean, I, I also became vegan in that time. So I just eat vegetables all day anyway. Um, no, but now I could just eat all day. Like I'm, it's just, there's so much balance for me with not drinking. There's a, gl- there's also a glow. I've got, I've got friends that have stopped. There's a glow that, that, that comes into oh, the yeah. space that, that, uh, that gets projected and everything. And so, Hey, to each their own journey, but kudos and congrats. It looks like Thanks. you've made all this incredible, these incredible changes in progress in your space. Um, Definitely. and I, uh, congratulations on that. And, and and making the time to come on this show and i really appreciate it because you're super busy uh maybe we'll cross paths out there one day i mean we seem totally. to be in a lot of the same places uh <laughs> last question for you where's your favorite place that you've traveled to oh gosh um that's not hawaii <laughs> no you know what i would either say cambodia or mm. guatemala interesting i haven't been to either one of them but uh, uh I, I love both so much so much and the only com- the only country i felt uncomfortable in we'll say i don't want to use the word unsafe but i mean i travel alone as a girl so sometimes yeah. uh was colombia 
Yeah, I, I mean, I love South America, I, but I'm also in a, I'm not necessarily alone in that case. I'm with a tour or with an, you know, and there's a, there's a group of us and we have security and there's a few things. So it is a little bit, uh, it is a little bit safer for me in that space, but I understand what you're saying. There is definitely some moments where you're like, man, this feels weird. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It feels weird. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Uh, yeah. The two pods uh, and the, and where everyone can, uh, can search for sure. you. Sure. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm feathergirl77. And um, my podcast, Strictly Stalking, is Strictly Stalking Pod. And the last trip, my other podcast, is I think um, the last trip podcast yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. I think so. Um, and the boyfriend bikini is the boyfriend bikini on Instagram or also www.theboyfriendbikini.com. Awesome stuff, Jamie. Thank you so much. Dude Did Will, the Story People podcast with Jamie Beebe, uh, entrepreneur, podcast host, world traveler, vegan, sober, <laughs> happy, beautiful, wonderful. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you. And uh, that's uh, Dude Did Will, the Story People podcast for another week, my friends. We'll see you next week. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.